welcome to episode 10 of the SkyCast, presented by Lockdown Women's Basketball and High Post Hoops. I'm your host, Nick Niendorf, here to talk to you about all things Chicago Sky. Before we begin, make sure you're following us on Twitter at LockdownWBB and at High Post Hoops for 24-7 coverage of women's basketball. Now, before starting the episode, I wanted to just give a quick shout out to everyone who's been following us this season. This is episode 10, so we're at double digits with plenty of episodes to go, so I just want to thank you all for listening. And of course, the topic of today is going to be Jantel Lavender's injury and where the sky can go from here. I want to talk about Jantel's impact and what the sky will be missing, as well as what the team's roster construction leaves us in terms of who can step in and try to fill her role and what that'll mean for the rest of the regular season and the playoffs. Now, it's really tough to oversell how important Lavender has been for the sky this season. Obviously, in the locker room, she has just been an incredible presence. You know, people can't talk enough about how important she's been for this team in terms of stabilizing them and bringing that championship experience and just that voice in the locker room that can keep things even keel, as well as helping build the culture that head coach James Wade has been building towards all season. I think she kind of embodies that rough and tough, hardworking culture that the Sky have come to embrace. And on the court, of course, she is a two-way player, a great two-way player. I always think of her as one of the best rollers in the league in the pick and roll. She's a great post defender, best post defender on the team, and all around the most consistent big that the Sky have. Because she she really just brings it every night. It's hard to point to many games where she's been lacking defensively. She's really been the player that the Sky can tie themselves to every single game, and she's going to get the job done. And so I think that is probably the biggest thing that they'll miss with Jantel is just that consistency. Because I think when you look at the other bigs in the Sky's rotation, and it's it's really a rotation marred by inconsistency. Stephanie Dolson has had great moments this year, and I think she's done a great job accepting her role. You know, she's been vocal about how she doesn't care how many points she gets. She doesn't care how many shots she gets. She's happy to accept her role if they're winning games. And she's been excellent about that. But she's also dealt a lot with foul trouble this year. And she's had games where she's disappeared a little bit, along with games where she has been super impactful. And I think she's approved a lot in that regard the past few games. But I do, you know, wonder down the stretch of the season how big of a factor losing Jantel is on her performance and just the team's performance in general. And then, of course, Cheyenne Parker, her struggles with consistency. She's kind of been a player that when she's on, she's a great boon for this guy. She's a great energy big. She's a great rebounder. She'll get you a plenty of putbacks. She's, you don't have to run plays for her, for her to be effective. And she's a super athletic defender. But then when she's off, it's it's easy to forget about her. And she hasn't been somebody at the sky I've been able to count on night in, night out. But with, with Chicago, the thing is all season with – Lavender, Dolson, and then Parker in that front court. In general, they've kind of been able to keep themselves afloat at worst because between those three players, they've been able to churn out, on average, good performances. Even if one player's having an off night, Wade has had the ability to just simply give more minutes to that third player who has often been, you know, Parker, or sometimes she's having an off night, and then suddenly Dolson and Lavender are getting plenty more minutes. Or if Dolson gets in foul trouble, then maybe Lavender gets a little bit more of a bump than she usually gets. There's always been that option, 
And moving forward, I, I think the option still exists, but it's not going to be as effective because you don't have Lavender there as that stabilizing force. To me, Lavender almost every night was, was not the player that was going to have to have their minutes cut because of performance. Unless Dolson and Parker were having great games, she was almost always going to get her minutes because she's just so consistent. And so missing that is going to be a huge issue for the sky for the rest of the season and into the playoffs. And I really think it's important to note that the sky were already in trouble before this injury happened. Maybe already in trouble isn't the right way to say it, but I would I would say that the signs the signs were there. They were at least vulnerable because they were so reliant on this big three, which is fine. It's it's okay to have a big three in your front court that you rely on. That's how most basketball teams are, are constructed. It's very it's very rare where that fourth person is super significant on a night to night basis. But when you're looking at the roster at any point this season, there's no player that you could really point to and say that they're the clear person that can step up if an injury happens. I mean, Astu New was gone for a significant portion of the season, and she's mostly been playing seven to eight minutes a night when she has been around. And then you have Gabby Williams, who would, would be a potential option, especially if you were talking before the beginning of this season. But she's really kind of found her, her niche in terms of being productive as a, a ball-handling guard. That's where Wade has played her a lot, mostly out of necessity with Jameera Faulkner's injury. But as she, you know, remains in concussion pro- protocol, we'll see what developments occur with that. Um, Gabby Williams likely won't have a ton of minutes to sacrifice from that point guard position to run in the power forward spot. And even then, she was kind of unproven as a power forward at the WNBA level. She's undersized, and I think in a lot of matchups. It's just tough for her to compete against the best power forwards in the WNBA. I mean, there's so many good fours in this league that a player like Gabby Williams is obviously going to struggle, and it's it's not necessarily her fault or anything. She's a great on-ball defender. She's just a bit undersized, and fours can take advantage of that. And then obviously Katie Lou Samuelson, maybe before the season, if you had a lot of faith in her ability to step onto the court and contribute, you would maybe slot her in as that fourth person. But again, and this is not a knock against her, this is really her first time playing the four for any significant minutes. And even then, she's not playing many minutes at all. But to expect her to be able to make that leap from mostly being a guard, maybe a small forward in college, right into the four spot in the WNBA is asking way too much of a rookie. And who knows, she might be able to get there eventually, but that's obviously not happening this season. I think playing her there has probably only complicated things in terms of her rookie development and so we kind of have this interesting duality with uh, Wade's roster construction in the front court because on the one hand you have the fact that he acquired Jantel Lavender for cheap obviously she's on the max contract and the Sparks had a huge front court already and they, they they were looking to shed salary and so getting Lavender for that cheap wasn't necessarily out of the realm of possibilities, but you have that acquisition, which has been awesome. I mean, imagining the sky now without Lavender this season, I mean, they're probably not a playoff team. I I think her stability is so underrated and her ability to help build this culture. I think they might've been another season away from getting to the playoffs and still probably would have competed for the playoffs this year, but I think getting to the playoffs, which 
you know, I don't want to get ahead of myself and say that they're locked into the playoffs because they're not, but they do appear to be on good track for that despite the injury. But imagining this team without Lavender is, I mean, it's a big, it's a big jump to make. And again, it's, it's that question of who else could step up, especially since the Stu knew was gone for much of the season. Um, but you have this duality of that great acquisition with Jantel Lavender and really bolstering this front court into the playoff contending team that it is. But then you also have the fact that, you know, he did draft Katie Lou with that pick and didn't necessarily pick up another free agent forward or center that, that could fill in that gap if things went down, which obviously with Lavender's injury, they have. The Sky have a ton of guards. They have so many guards. They have great guard depth. But they really just do not have that fourth big that is a clear standout for a situation like this. Again, I, I don't really want to hate on the Katie Lou pick too much because it was a pick that I, I supported. I really did think that James Wade was going best player available regardless of fit, which I think in the draft is is something that I generally support. I generally support best player available because you're playing for potential. But the the roll of the dice that you take with that is whether or not that player can develop to that potential when they're playing in a tough situation like they are with the sky. With with Katie Lou in her natural position at, at the two or three spot, there's not a ton of minutes for her on this team. So her development is, is stunted a little bit there, or at least a little slower than maybe if she went to a team where she would get plenty of time there. And instead with the sky, most of the time she can get is is with the four when when she can get time. And so again, it's not a pick that I necessarily hate. I think it'd be short-sighted to completely hate on it, but definitely something that you can question, especially in the situation that they are now. There are many other options in the draft that the sky could have, and this is something that um, other high post hoops writers had noted in our Slack. This isn't of my own thought. But you, you think of the other players drafted behind Katie Lou that can play the power forward spot, and this guy, this guy would obviously be in a better position with those players. And so it's, it's that tough thing, and we talked about this in an earlier episode, but it's that tough issue of being a team that is building with youth that also wants to compete with veteran talent. And when you have that duality, players like Katie Lou Samuelson, their, their lives are so much tougher because they have to exist in these two worlds at once. And, and again, instead of just treating her like more of a project that can take seasons to develop with plenty of playtime, she's somebody who has to develop in the limited minutes she gets on a team that is competing for the playoffs. And when she doesn't perform, she, she gets criticized differently than rookies on, on terrible teams. And so, again, there's this duality of this great pick with Lavender, this great acquisition of Lavender, and then the rest of the construction of the front court and kind of the abundance of guards that the team has. I think I think that is that's an interesting thing to explore with Wade because it has overall been a really positive season. But that's that's what injuries do is they they take great seasons and they and they make them a lot more difficult. And they take roster that construction that that seemed okay and kind of shows its flaws. Because it's it's something that you can't necessarily plan for. You can't plan for injury. And the Sky's front court, for the most part this season, has been incredibly healthy. The biggest thing that they've missed is a Stu New, and she wasn't injured. She just had a commitment overseas, uh, becoming MVP of EuroLeague and winning a championship with Spain. You know, and that was something that they knew ahead of time. 
And so it's it's difficult because you can't plan for injury, but you also want to construct a roster that can withstand injury, which again, it's it's a Herculean task. It's it's an impossible task, but it's something that coaches and or GMs in the W are, are are tasked with. And that's something that Wade has had to deal with and is going to have to deal with for the rest of this regular season. And so it's not something that I really feel the need necessarily to criticize Wade for. I think it's just something to point out because, again, like I said, it's hard to criticize somebody for that because it, it's you can't plan for it. I'm not saying that I could do any better, but it is interesting to evaluate, well, what if this guy had picked this player? What if this guy had picked this player up in free agency? How, how would their season look different? But the fact of the matter is where this guy are at right now is where they're going to be the rest of the season. This is the roster they have moving forward. And so I think that the big question is, who's up next? And as of now, it seems that Astu New is up next. She got the start away against the Los Angeles Sparks. She played a hefty dose of minutes, um, despite really having not played a ton this season. Like I said, she was away. But even when she was here, she was usually clocking in under 10 minutes per game. So to see her have to just make that make that transition immediately was was interesting and I thought I thought she did pretty well she played 32 minutes was only two for seven from the field missed three three pointers but she got to the line she had seven points four blocks and seven rebounds to go along with a steal and also had five personal fouls which we'll talk about in a little bit but overall I thought she had a pretty good showing I think she can replicate a lot of what Lavender does well on defense with her length on offense in terms of being a willing screen setter and overall just making smart plays and can probably stretch the floor a little more than Lavender. At the very least, she's probably going to be taking more threes than Lavender. But, you know, what what I do think you probably are missing the most is some of Lavender's ability in the pick and roll, her go-to ability as just a big post player that can really bang with anybody. I think that's something that we haven't necessarily seen from new yet. And like I said, she's, she's had limited minutes and she's coming off an excellent EuroLeague performance. So we very well could see this as a great surprise this season. If she continues to get burned, which she likely will. So I, I think she is probably the, the most likely option going forward. She makes the most sense. I think the thought process with leaving Cheyenne Parker on the bench is that she functions best as an energy big. I don't necessarily think she's at the point yet where she could start and give you 25, 30 minutes a night as a full-time big. I don't think she's had that consistency yet. Whereas with a stew, I, I feel like you you kind of know what you're going to get from her every single night. She provides good stability, and she doesn't replicate what Lavender does, but she she does fill in that role nicely and brings in her own flair to it, which which I enjoy. And I think that's one of the big messages moving forward is – the sky can still be good. They just might need to be different. They must, just might have to play with their players differently. And I think a Stu New does give them a different look. I think it gives them a, a more stretched outlook, maybe less of a pick-and-roll centered look. And I think it's it's going to be tough for Wade to, to adjust moving forward because, again, it's only one player that you're losing, and it's likely only one player who's getting a big minutes increase but it just so happens that that player that you're having to replace was your most consistent player and was a big part of this offense in terms of pick and rolls and a big part of the defense in terms of rim protection. 
And so I, I do think a Stunu can fill in that role nicely. But again, it, it remains to be seen. She just hasn't played enough where I can I can feel like I can properly evaluate her yet or make any judgments. Now, the big thing with her is going to be foul trouble. I do kind of think that her foul trouble the other night was more of an aberration. I think it's probably mostly just she's not used to getting that many minutes in the W, at least this season. And so that's just probably a, a different feel for her, something that she'll have to adjust to. And I, I think she'll adjust quickly. But it, it is one of those things where they really cannot afford for her to get in foul trouble. Because that was, that was something that Lavender was really good at. She really was good at staying out of foul trouble. Because obviously we talked about Stephanie Dolson and she's inhibited sometimes by her foul trouble. And if you get in a situation where Stephanie Dolson and a Stu New are both in foul trouble, I think that's when things can get pretty dire for the sky. Because Cheyenne Parker can obviously fill in. She's capable of filling in those big minutes when she needs to. And at times, she's the best option when she's really on. She's one of the most impactful bigs in the league when she's on. But that's just one player. Who who can be that fourth player? It's that question that's plagued us all season. And again, if Stu New has been around, had been around all season, that fourth player pretty would have been pretty clearly her. But she wasn't. And now with Jantel gone you need another fourth player to kind of step up in those situations. And so ideally for this guy, the answer is don't get in foul trouble, Steph and, and New, please don't. But obviously that's not viable. And so that kind of leaves Gabby Williams, who, like I said, has really played her best this year at point guard. I just, I think she's too undersized at the four spot right now to be able to hang around with bigs. I think she can she can play it depending on the matchup, but it's one of those things where you're taking her away from what she does really well, which is on-ball defense on ones, twos, and threes. You're taking her away from that and making her play against fours, and I think you diminish her value a lot more overall. I really like what I see from her guarding guards and guarding small forwards. I, I think that's that's where she's at her best. And so obviously that minimizes her impact overall. And then again, you you have Katie Lou Samuelson as an option, and she might have to be an option moving forward. But as I said before, the minutes haven't been there all season. She struggled playing at the power forward spot. She struggled defending overall. And so there's there's just a lot of uncertainty with the sky in that situation. And so again, you you kind of just have to hope that new is not going to be foul prone, that she's not going to have that as an issue, and that the night against the Sparks was just an aberration, that it was just a one-off thing, because that is kind of a scary situation to think about, and I think it could just force James Wade to have to go small, and it's going to force him to get creative, which, again, you, you see it all the time in sports, where a coach has to get creative because of injury, or because of foul trouble, or because of any other number of issues, and it and it unlocks something new. And that could very well be what we're in store for. But you just really don't know until those times come. And so we'll have to wait until the sky's next ring of games. Um, and it's not going to be an easy ring. And I know there's been a lot of, you know, kind of discussion on Twitter since the injury was announced about, you know, are the sky still a lock for the playoffs? It seemed before that they absolutely were. But now it seems a little more uncertain. And I would still put a good amount of money on them making the playoffs. I just do not see them falling off enough where a team like the Fever 
where the Liberty can can catch up and the sky obviously dropped down to that eighth spot in this scenario. And then the fever, the Liberty knocked them off. I just don't necessarily see that scenario happening. I think the sky team is still really good. You know, I, I know that Lavender is super important to this team, but I don't want to undersell the rest of the team. The rest of the team is still really good. They still have Ali Quigley. They still have Courtney Vandersloot. They still have Diamond to Shield. They still have all of these great players that can step up. All these players who aren't bigs that can step up. I know we talk a lot about who can step up directly in Lavender's place, but you can also get that contribution from other places, from guards and forwards rebounding and obviously filling in the scoring load and just going on a tear. That can very well happen. So I, I think the Sky are still in a good place. I think they're in a more difficult place, and I think it definitely hurts their ability to jockey for that first-round buy, which they seem to be in an excellent position to get. I think it's going to be a lot harder now without Lavender's consistency. But I, I wouldn't sweat too much about it. I, re, I really wouldn't. I, I have a lot of faith in this team and what they've grown into. And maybe that's, you know, obviously influenced by how well they played against the Sparks, even though they lost a really close game. Maybe it's influenced by that. But I, I do have a lot of faith in what this team can continue to be. And so I, I think moving forward, they still have Lavender's impact in the locker room. You obviously don't get quite the same dynamic or impact when the player can't be on the floor, can't be on the floor in practice with her teammates. You're not going to get that same exact impact, but I think she's still going to be a great voice to have in all the Sky players' ears. And one thing I want to point out uh, that I thought was awesome, uh, Jantel had posted this on her Instagram, and all of the Sky players went to visit her and surprised her in the hospital after her surgery. And I think that just kind of speaks volumes about this team and how supportive they are and this new culture. And she posted something that I I really thought was cool um, on Instagram, just essentially saying how thankful she was, you know, obviously that it sucked with the timing of the injury and the fact that she got injury at all, but how thankful she was to be playing basketball that she, you know, enjoyed again and playing with teammates that she, she really loves this season. And to see that kind of positivity for a team that she's only been with a few months and to see that positivity after such a devastating injury at such a key part of the season, I thought spoke volumes to Lavender's class and leadership as well as just this team and how supportive they've been and how great this locker room culture have been. So I think that's something that was a good positive note to take away from, from this whole situation, which has obviously been terrible for this guy. I think it's a, it's a culture that seems like it will last into the future and will obviously carry them forward this season. And that's why that's why I'm willing to bet on the sky. I'm willing to bet on the sky's culture. I'm willing to bet on James Wade's leadership. And most importantly, I'm willing to bet on Jantel Lavender's continued leadership on this team. Thanks for listening to episode 10 of the SkyCast right here on Lockdown Women's Basketball and High Post Hoops. My name is Nick Neurf, and if you liked what you heard here today and you want more coverage of the Chicago Sky, make sure you're following us at Lockdown WBB and at High Post Hoops. And if you're interested in having any comments or questions answered on the pod, shoot us an email at the SkyCastPodcast at gmail.com or feel free to send me a message on Twitter.